Welcome, everybody. Uh, this I will call to order the Town of Peace River Special Council meeting for November the 16th. Um, there is only one item on the agenda, and that is uh, bylaw, the proposed bylaw 2076, which is uh, 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 being, which uh, everyone seems to be referring to as the mass bylaw. Um, and, uh, and we'll, and so we'll go straight to bylaws and, um, so this, uh, this bylaw was, um, was, uh, initially drafted, I believe sometime in September and, but it has gone on, undergone some of some changes. And at the request uh, of uh, some of the councillors, it's being brought forward. Um, and I should probably mention that I'm not bringing it, I didn't bring it forward. So it was at the initiative of other councillors, uh, but I did, but uh, the buck stops with me. So I guess we'll have to say that the C CEO, the chief executive officer, the mayor uh, has put it on the agenda and effectively brought it forward. So I think that the best thing to do, Mr. Parker, is for you to go over the bylaw and explain uh, what changes have been made. Uh, hopefully you can even share a screen to uh, show those changes. And- uh, uh, Certainly, Your Worship. Uh, before we get started though, uh, there is the uh, RFD that we have right on the front. Uh, um, that was attached and sent out uh, for the agenda this evening. Um, and uh, it, it gives a little bit of a background information of numbers, cases, uh, basically where we were at, uh, and then uh, um, some of the smaller changes that we, we had and what would trigger um, the bylaw. So the other um, um, bylaw that was proposed, basically it was uh, the one in September, it would be just enforced period, whereas this one, there's a trigger mechanism and uh, we'll be going through that. Now, the bylaw that we had posted on uh, Friday, um, we had to uh, send it to a uh, legal. There was a couple of questions that we needed to uh, um, have clarified, but we wanted to get most of the mask bylaw out. Um, so we were able to get a hold of legal uh, today. So there was a few changes from the one that we, uh, we had sent out and posted. So we do have another one that we sent to council literally just before this meeting here, after uh, legal has put in a few uh, components into it. So what we will do is uh, the executive assistant will uh, share her screen and she'll just go over, uh, there are just a couple of minor changes, but uh, it was, um, they're kind of important ones. So Miss um, McQuaig, if you could uh, just bring that up. Good evening, mayor and council. What you should have in front of you is uh, effectively section eight of the proposed bylaw, which is where the changes were implemented. Our legal counsel's concerns were around uh, our terminology on activation and deactivation of the bylaw. So you'll note that the language has been updated to indicate that it is an activation inherent in the bylaw and not something that is triggered through a resolution of council. Also less clear in the initial draft was we referred to the municipality when in fact 
our municipality is not identified specifically by Alberta Health Services, we're included in the MD of Peace. So that's the reference that is necessary to match the watched and enhanced status. So we changed the language around that in part B. In addition, there is an addition of a section C indicating that the town will take uh, all reasonable methods to notify the public. And we have a number of methods that we can do this with, but we can use our advertising bylaw uh, to good effect in that regard. There was a final minor addendum at the end where we just updated this language here from concurrent to subsequent to indicate that all further violations uh, under the harassment and intimidation are subject to the higher grade of offense. Are there any questions? Well, I certainly have a question on that, but uh, I'll save that for uh, later on. Okay, CAO Parker, do you want me to just roll this up to the front so you can walk council through it? Yes, we can just go right from the very beginning, please. So as um, council saw on Friday and as was uh, basically publicized on our website, um, we have a couple of whereas is and um, that just gives the basic background of uh, um, everything on, uh, you know, why we're here. And uh, for some people, some people want to know why we're able to do this or do we have the ability to physically uh, implement a mass bylaw? For individuals who are not aware, uh, uh, Municipal Government Act is uh, the major act that municipalities uh, follow. And that's what gives us the power. So specifically under section uh, seven um, of the Municipal uh, Government Act, a council may pass bylaws for municipal purposes respecting the, the following matters. And under seven A, it's the safety, health and welfare of people and the protection of people and property. So uh, this gives us the uh, permission to actually uh, move forward with this one. And one of the reasons is because uh, when we opened it up for people to uh, make comments and we had quite a few comments, we had approximately uh, about 56 comments. And I think they're still climbing now, but I, I have 57 comments that I counted to just before the uh, seven o'clock deadline here. Um, in that a couple of individuals talked about well, do we even have the ability to do this? And uh, look, a mass bylaw is against my uh, freedom rights and, and interests and, uh, and freedom of expression and freedom of belief. And uh, well, uh, this mass bylaw is very similar to what a, in uh, 2004, um, the seatbelt uh, bylaw. And uh, the seatbelt bylaw was challenged by an individual, Mr. Locke. And Mr. Locke actually challenged it based on the provincial authority to legislate the wearing of seatbelts in motor vehicles the freedom and conscience of religion, freedom of thought, belief, opinion, expression, uh, equality before the law, and cruel and unusual punishment. Um, at the end of the trial that uh, went right up to the Alberta Supreme Court, uh, basically Mr. Locke was uh, free to hold whatever views he liked about seatbelts, but uh, acting on those views by not wearing a seatbelt does not render the legislation unconstitutional. And that's very similar to uh, this piece of legislation. So we do have the uh, ability to implement it. And uh, it is uh, basically not a, a, against anyone's freedoms or thoughts or anything. Um, it's uh, uh, basically legal to uh, move it forward. So with that, um, we uh, um, realized that uh, the numbers have changed dramatically. Um, and if, if you were to 
actually just think of how the numbers have changed. They basically went like this. If we were to take a look at September, um, in September, we had approximately up in Alberta, 16,000 cases. And then we had 256 deaths and that was September 21st. So that was the first seven months of the uh, pandemic here. And if you were to take that 16,000, that's about 79 cases a day. And with deaths, it's about 1.2 uh, deaths to, um, a day. Today, we're uh, yesterday, actually, we we're at 39,329 um, basic cases with 407 deaths. And if you were to look at that, that was 300 and it's on average 396 cases a day or 2.6 deaths a day. Um, but the numbers really dramatically changed even since October. So October, it actually increased by 17,000 cases in, in a month and deaths were 119 in the month of October to uh, November 16th. So um, there is a definite situation that changed from September as compared to today. And uh, so swift action now needs to be um, uh, taken into place. Now, um, it is administration's view uh, that really what should happen is the province should be the ones leading this, but they have not done that. And therefore, in order to protect our citizens, the only way that we can uh, move forward is we've uh, decided uh, with the, uh, the encouragement of some counselors is to bring this forward again. And uh, we, we didn't even feel we could wait till next week. We felt we, we had to bring this uh, mask bylaw as soon as possible to uh, the public and for council to uh, uh, review and uh, see if they concur that this is an important uh, um, issue and we should deal with it right away. Um, so with that, um, I don't know what else you would like me to uh, basically talk about this um, in the definitions, if you take a look at it, we do define what an employer is and you can just move on down and face coverings. So uh, with face coverings, um, uh, what we have under uh, that, it's, it means a mask or any other face covering that covers the mouth, nose, chin, ensuring a barrier that limits transmission of infectious respiratory droplets. So it doesn't have to be one thing. It could be a multitude of different little things that uh, decreases the, the droplets. So um, I basically, uh, um, yeah, that's kind of a, an important component right there. Um, we do have uh, different kinds of things. We have- Let me, uh, I, I'll have a question regarding face covering. So sure. this, would, uh, this would include a uh, face mask. A face mask or a face shield, yeah or a face shield Correct. so uh for individuals who feel that a face mask i.e an actual covering of the mouth mouth nose and chin um if they have uh uh a psychological uh um issue with wearing a a face mask they could wear a face shield and that would uh that would um, that would address that issue. It, it, it could, yes. It's uh, so um, that you have people who are suffering from either PTSD or have some uh, respiratory issues. Um, like for example, like myself, everyone in council knows that I have some respiratory issues. Um, I can walk around flat with uh, with a mask on, but as soon as I go upstairs, I have to stop. Uh, I have to actually take it off for a few moments to catch my breath and then uh, carry on. So um, yeah, this that a face shield could uh, alleviate that issue. However, I, I feel a face mask for myself is uh, a little bit more important. 
Well, I, I would I would say that yes, a face mask would be more uh, uh, effective. However, for uh, uh, rather than people saying that they can't wear a fa face mask when they go into a store and uh, and have nothing uh, to uh, to catch uh, respirable droplets. Uh, 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 they can and should should wear a face mask. So um, I, I would think, and that, that also gives the enforcement officer, um, uh, yeah, um, the enforcement officer then doesn't have to use his or her discretion. It's, well, if you can wear a face mask, you should have a face shield on. That's correct. Okay. Okay. Um, so uh, basically, as you uh, move on down, uh, it just uh, has a couple of little definitions there, as uh, council has seen. So we'll go to uh, the next uh, component of it. Uh, this bylaw uh, doesn't um, uh, relieve a person from complying with any provisions of federal, provincial, or municipal law or regulations of uh, required commitment um, of any lawful permit to offer a license. Uh, prohibition, a person must bear uh, a face covering in a public um, premise or a public vehicle unless the person is separated uh, by other person's installed screen. So that one there is basically you're in a taxi cab. Uh, if you're in a taxi cab, you got to wear the uh, mask unless there's a screen between you and uh, the taxi driver. I haven't seen that here in Peace River, but I have seen it in Edmonton. Um, uh, here, no person shall harass or intimidate a person who's not wearing a face covering as a result of provision in section seven, and no person shall harass or intimidate a person who's wearing a face covering. Uh, we want it, uh, we, we know some people have very strong opinions both ways, and uh, we uh, wanted to make sure that uh, during this, uh, people can uh, feel free to uh, not feel that they're being harassed um, and go from it from there. Uh, seven, section seven. Hey, uh, now harassment, you haven't defined harassment, but I sh should assume that if somebody were to ask another individual, why aren't you complying with the bylaw, the face mask bylaw, that would not be considered harassment. That would be considered a query. Yes, I, you know, um, and uh, it, it, yeah, I'd, I'd say the same thing. I'd, I'd see if someone were a little more aggressive. We've seen some pretty aggressive people like on uh, some of the Facebook pages, um, some of the comments there are pretty harassing and intimidating. Um, question, are, are we, should we be asking questions as we go through the specific sections? Or are you gonna kind of go through it and then we'll sort of pick it apart or I, walk through it? I think it? we should ask questions as we go through it. Otherwise- uh, We'll be here all night. Well, 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 I don't think we'll be here all night if we ask questions as we're going through it. I, I think that it helps to uh, ask the questions as we're in the uh, in the area of uh, that's applicable and uh, it just makes it fresh and uh, makes the answers fresh and uh, and uh, appropriate I think okay um, I might want to back up in a moment then in that regard but if to, just staying on the harassment thing it says um, that you can't, you're, no one should harass or intimidate someone not wearing a face covering as a result of any provision in Section 7. How is one to know 
who is, I mean, some of them are kind of obvious. So with children under five years of age, that that's pretty obvious uh, for the most part. You might get it wrong, like maybe six or seven or something like that. But, you know, if someone's a kid, you're not going to screw that up. Um, but somebody with, uh, say, an underlying medical condition, um, or am I, I mean... So, so for example, here here be the case. If you were to ask me, Mr. Parker, why are you not wearing a, a mask? And I said, well, I have a medical condition. That's all I have to say. If you say, oh yeah, you have a medical condition and then you continue and you start harassing, you need to be wearing a mask. I don't believe this, all that okay. kind of stuff, as opposed to if, I, if you would have stopped when I first said, ah, I have a medical condition, that's not harassment. Okay, so other, other jurisdictions that they said, okay, you can get a card or a doctor's note or something you have to carry around. We're not, we're not bothering with that. So we're we not, are, on, yeah. I guess what you would consider the honor system. So if one were to say, look, I have a medical condition, that is case closed. Yeah, and what will happen here is there could be a possibility if that someone challenges it, uh, the peace officer could still issue a citation. And then the court system could actually say, prove to us that you have a underlying condition. So there, there is a way if, if, if people feel that um, it is not correct or if, if the, see, the problem is you don't want to be putting the peace officers in a stance of saying, oh, well, I have to determine if someone is or isn't, uh, you know, got a medical condition, but. But at the same time, uh, we, sh how often should we run into that? Because you, uh, that was the reason for me clarifying that a your definition of face mask included face shield. Yeah, and, and and that's just it. That's why we we wrote it the way that it was because it opens up the ability to people not just use a mask, but they could use a face shield and other things. If they have a medical condition that doesn't yeah. allow them to wear. And that would cover the majority of people. But there still might be some individuals who cannot wear uh, either a mask or a face shield. So, and most of them you'll you'll be able to determine most. But there are some individuals that, and um, I've, 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 yeah, now I've, there are some individuals that do have some underlying conditions that have to try and give them the benefit of the doubt. Is there a way of wording this that, I mean, should anyone be really harassing anybody? That's sort of like what this is, is no one should be harassing anyone. Um. And if you can't tell, and if there's ways of not being able to tell, um, is there, a, I mean, is there, is there a, a, a way of wording that? So just like, look, you're wearing a mask, you're not wearing a mask, you know, um, hey, Karen, mind your own business, either direction kind of thing. Uh, like, I understand about including the provision in section seven, but if it's not readily, you know, something that you can tell with everybody, um, are we relying on busybody members of the public to to court of police themselves on that or or what like i would i would wonder about just saying no one shall harass or intimidate any person regarding face masks and that's the end of the story that was one of the points that i had uh, the legal take a look at because i know uh, there were some counselors who were uh, concerned about that uh and and i we went through uh, various scenarios and uh, they came back and they said, no, this is uh, well-written. All right, fair enough. Good question for uh, definitions.
Could you hear me, Mr. Parker? Yes, sorry, I did. Oh, okay, yeah, quick question for definitions. Sure. So, yes, um, whoever's controlling the page, if you can go scroll down, because I've read all the definitions, if you can scroll down to the, uh, the enforcement part. So down, it was, I think it was in, I can't remember exactly where it was, but there is a mention, um, there's a mention of a, a court proceeding and, and uh, the justice may change a ruling or change a fine. That's correct. In the definitions, there is no definition of justice or who is the justice. So what happens here, it's, it's the justice is when we issue out a, a citation yeah. um, or, or um, a, um, a violation ticket. So what happens here is uh, if an individual wants to fight it, then they go before the court. And it is the justice of the uh, uh, that they deal with. So it's it's not us. It, yeah, and no, that, I that's with any case. That's that. uh, yeah. And so uh, what happens? We have a lot of laws, and we, we don't define justice. It's it's just oh, okay. I was just yeah. curious because everything else is defined in there except yeah. for yeah. And and they do have that ability. They can actually even lower it or raise it. Um, they yeah. It's kind of interesting. They have a lot of power. Okay, so uh, in uh, section eight, then uh, what we have is uh, when it's in effect, and uh, uh, basically um, we've already gone over the different things. The the issue that people will probably wonder is, uh, okay, so when is it actually activated? And it's when you have ten active cases. So uh, what will happen is we'll be on the watch status, which is ten active cases, um, also known as or if it's fifty cases per hundred thousand. So what you'll see is you'll see there's the 10 active cases, and then in a, um, at the sidebar, it'll say, okay, I think we're at 268 cases right now per 100,000, even though technically we only have 42 cases. So that would be that 50 per 100,000, kind of like column. So if we're 50 or above that 100,000, then that also would kick it into place. Well, and that comes right from the province's definitions and from their website. So it's real easy for people to see. I don't like it at all. It's too complicated. Um, my recommendation would be to put it into effect, uh, either have a sunset clause or, or uh, a sunset clause, whatever, March 31st, uh, or when uh, the, uh, the uh, provision is lifted by the town of Peace River. Yeah, so so we do have a section there where it's it's deactivated. So when it no longer falls into the watch status, which everyone yeah. can see on the map. What I'm saying, Mr. Parker, is that it's way too complicated. Watch, enhance, so on and so forth. Just make it straightforward. Today, as of as of the signing of this this uh, bylaw, uh, uh, it will be masks uh, until. Uh, the sunset clause takes take comes into effect, or it is repealed by the uh, by the local by the municipality. Mr. Parker, or pardon me, Your Worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually quite comfortable with it being removed. We make a decision today that the ten is where it is, the line is where it is then we don't have to argue about it again. Well, we got nine and I still think it's this. And 
oh, it's 11 and I still think it's this or whatever. I don't think this is difficult. They're, these numbers are updated virtually daily. And when if it goes below, it goes below at that point. The bylaw is not in effect. I don't think that's difficult at all. I'm quite comfortable with it. And, and what we do do, Your Worship, is we would actually, in the advertising of it, on the front page of our website and a couple of other locations that Autumn can actually tell you about, it would actually say it is now in effect or it's been deactivated, one or the other. Well, you know what I would say if I were to if you were to give me a citation and I go to court, I would actually go, well, uh, this this is for the uh, municipal, so I, uh, this is a citation handed out by the town of Peace River. It's based on a number that is listed under the municipal district of Peace 135. Um, it is, it's null and void. It, uh, you're taking a number from a, a uh, different jurisdiction and you're applying and, and you're implying it to this jurisdiction. And who's to say that the 10, the 10 uh, health case, the 10 watch cases aren't all in the town of Grimshaw or in the town of Berwyn? Your Worship, if I may. Yeah. Um, thank you, Your Worship. I, I also have a concern with this. Um, I tend to agree with uh, Your Worship on this one that we should set a number. Today, I had the privilege of, uh, of talking with the uh, town of Fairview who just enacted their bylaw, as well as the uh, town of High Prairie who just enacted their bylaw. Um, they're both in similar similar situations to us, except for High Prairie hasn't had, <clears throat> excuse me, has not had to activate their bylaw yet. But um, both communities were, um, the way it was explained to me, uh, both communities were a little hesitant on, on the numbers because of population density and the population is spread out over quite a vast area. So the town of Fairview changed the number from 10, which is, this is pretty much the same bylaw that the town of Fairview um, was presented. And they changed the number, they made a threshold number of 25. Um, also, after speaking uh, with the mayor of uh, High Prairie, they've done the same thing, but based on their populations there, they changed, they changed their number from 10 and made it 15. Uh, fortunately for that area, they have not breached that number yet, so their bylaw is not in effect at this time. But I would tend to uh, agree with you, Your Worship. I'd like to see this number move to a, a number close to 25, similar to what uh, Fairview is doing. So, so I think we're we're getting confused with two different things here. If um, one is a number and one is a district. So what's happening here is we don't get individual numbers for the town of Peace River. They don't give that to us. What they do is they put us into the situation in which we are under the MD of Peace is region of the 15,000 yeah. people. And totally so we, understand. And uh, the town of Fairview and the town of High Prairie are in the same way. Their numbers are counted in those rural MDs as well. Like uh, Fairview would be under the, of, under the MD of Fairview, High Prairies and Big Lakes. And that's where they're driving their numbers from as well. Your Worship? Yes, Mr. Good. Oren, we, we understand that. We understand that. I don't think you're, I think um, 
if I can clarify what I believe the, the mayor is speaking of, his concern is that because we're using a number for the MD of Peace, it may not have uh, legal force in the town of Peace River. Am I correct about that, Worship? I would say so. Okay, then I think what we should do is, um, because I, I don't really want it going to, um, I'm not comfortable with going back to where we have to look at it every time, but I think that may be a question that we should deter, send back to our, uh, our lawyers. It actually, we did. It was reviewed and, and have them, whether or not it will withstand, um, whether or not it would withstand given the objections of your, of the mayor. The, this section it actually, know that ahead of time. The, this section actually did come specifically from our lawyers. Originally we did say, um, Ruth, can you remember, was it, was it, uh, did we say Peace River or did we and then uh, Gwendolyn changed it and said, no, you have to refer to it as the Municipal District of Peace 135. It originally said the municipality. That's what um, But this paragraph is entirely our lawyer's wording. And it specifically refers to the COVID relaunch status map because that is how the provincial government is categorizing us. And that is our unfortunately of the only COVID standard that we have as a community. Yeah, and that's, uh, so for me, uh, it's, it's all, it, in part, it's, it's the, uh, it's the uh, enforceability of it being uh, referring to two different districts. It's, and to me, it's uh, just making it, uh, Far more complicated than it needs to be. To me, it's uh, we uh, we're enacting it right now, and uh, there's a sunset clause to it. Uh, but uh, there, we have the provision to repeal it and and reactivate it uh, within that time period as well. So I, I think that would make it more straightforward. Um, that's just my thoughts on it. Excuse me, Your Worship. Can you please define the word or the term sunset clause as you as it plays uh, out for you? Oh, sunset clause is uh, is there's a in legislation uh, you put down uh, rather than letting the act or the regulation go on forever, um, you uh, you say this this piece of legislation. Uh, will uh, cease to be uh, in effect as of some date. Your worship. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead, Ms. Ms. Downing. Uh, Your worship, thank you very much. So I appreciate that section eight would have been very difficult to draft. Um, there's, you know, there's lots of uh, ideas and thoughts behind when things go into effect and when this should be not in effect. Uh, and I, I would hesitate to suggest um, that maybe at the end it says, are reported by Alberta Health, uh, at, by, at Alberta Health to be less than 10 for a period of 30 days. And that way, that gives us that sunset clause possibly that you were referring to. Um, well, I, th I think the sunset clause is in there, is it not, Mr. Parker? Maybe it isn't, but the, the issue, okay, 
you know, when I, I uh, initially brought up the uh, mass bylaw, it was, it was meant to be put in place to be proactive. And uh, I, so let's say we're, let's say we, I don't know why there's this feedback thing happening here. People just mute their, their mics other than the, the, his worship. That'd be um, probably helpful. Oh, maybe that's what it comes down to. Okay. Um, so we're, we're going into the second wave. Uh, we may very well, so we're at, what number is the, the MB of peace at? I believe it's 40 as of today. 40. So we may be 20 of that. 43. Okay, but we may be only 20 of that. So, but we're good. Uh, so let's say we drop below 10. So then we uh, all stop wearing masks. And now, uh, and then we, then we lo uh, lose the uh, proactive measure of wearing masks. Uh, it, and, and also we're going into this Christmas time. We're having kids come home from uh, university. Uh, there's going to be uh, a, a real push, real desire to socialize. It's probably wise to have the masks on until, uh, on, until, uh, uh, we get back into the, uh, at least the spring months when we anticipate a vaccine coming. Like, uh, to me, uh, we're actually, we're way behind here. This, I don't, I actually, personally, I don't think passing a mass bylaw now is going to do that much good. Uh, if we really wanted it, us, if we really wanted it to do any good, we should have passed it a month ago. Uh, uh, and that would have hopefully uh, preempted these these forty cases, or less, at least kept them down below ten. Um, so, but um, that's that's my position on it, Mr. Ford. Yeah, just to further uh, comments from Councillor Downing, um, like when she's using uh, the the. Uh, Bringing the number down, okay, and I'll use 10. I wanted 25, but I'll, I'll use the number 10 for simplicity. So her comment of 30 days, what I've seen other municipalities do, and it's in there, written in their bylaws. So if we come down to uh, whatever that threshold number may be, and it goes below that threshold number, what the other municipalities are doing is they're not stopping or stopping the bylaw from being active, but they're waiting for a period of 14 days, the, the same as a period that you would have to self-isolate from. But during that period of time, if the number climbs up and goes above that threshold number, the clock resets, it resets again, and you're, uh, you're waiting for that 14-day period. If I may, Your Worship. Yes, please. Uh, one of the notes provided by our legal counsel today was 
the possible inclusion of such a clause to the effect that uh, 14 days following the uh, dropping below the base mark 10 before the uh, bylaw would deactivate. So as the Councillor Ford indicated, that's essentially she did present that option. However, it wasn't in the initial draft that had been discussed previously with Council. So we didn't put it in at this time, but we could certainly uh, reinsert something to that effect. Your Worship? Yes. I'd be more comfortable with that, with the 14 days, because what I wouldn't want to see us to get into is a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday on Tuesday off, Thursday off, et cetera, so forth and so on. I think as you talked about, um, you know, people need time to um, sort of get into position to manage this bylaw, whatever it is. I think they also have to get into position to go out and to manage it. So I think that would give it some clarity. I mean, if you go down below the thing for 14 days, you're probably in a pretty good direction. If you go down for two and you're up again, you probably haven't changed anything except the, the will of the wind on that day. So, and I, I do understand your discomfort on the MD of peace, but I think we're using that as a trigger point. And I think it's a rational trigger point, whether or not it's the best trigger point. I'd much rather have Peace River numbers, but unfortunately we don't have those. So I'm pretty comfortable going with the numbers that we have there. But I also like the idea of the 14 day, once it hits 10, it's 14 days after again. And I think the, the isolation period that uh, Councillor Ford talked about is reasonable. Your Worship? Yes. I presume that's me. Yeah, I can't even see you, so go ahead. It's a Colin Needham, if you can't see me. Uh, so I'm comfortable with the language that's here, but I do get the point about the confusion about where Peace River is. So why wouldn't the bylaw simply make special note that the town of Peace River is included within an AHS data set known as the MD of Peace? Mm -hmm. uh, that gets us around the question of is it Berwyn, is it Grimshaw, is it the MD of Peace, is it, is it Peace River? And then as far as the numbers concerned, it, AHS, they're, they're, they're doing this stuff every day. Is, does it not make sense that they're the ones that run the, the communication machine, they're the ones that collect the data, they're the ones in the business. Uh, why, why, why would that not work? Um, I didn't follow that last part. Although I do have to say that while they're in the business of collecting the data and publishing the data, they're not in the, they don't seem to be very good at the business of communication. But anyhow, that's just a, <laughs> a side note. Um, the uh, was so I didn't quite follow your last bit there. Uh, do you wanted just to go off and on at ten? I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm I'm comfortable with the ten number. Uh, and and again, you the point that you were making was that people didn't understand where the cases were coming from. Well, and and where the and there's no mention of the town of Peace River in this bylaw. Like it's. Yeah you were worried that an individual was going to get a ticket and then make the claim that that, that the number is rolled in with 
with the, the Peace River and he's got a ticket from the town of Peace River and it doesn't even mention the town of Peace River. So why, if, if we make it clear that the town of Peace River is included in, in those numbers and then just go with what's written. Well, it sounds like that's that's what the majority here want. Um, I'm I'm still not very keen on that, but uh, um, uh, we'll let administration manage it. Uh, there was a, um, I think there was a suggestion thrown out to adopt uh, legal's recommendation for a. Um, when it's less than 10 for a fortnight. <clears throat> yes, and uh, Ms. McQuaid can bring it up uh, what that uh, clause was. You're mute there. Sorry, I will attempt to do so. Uh, please bear with me. Sorry, I have to relocate everybody. Um, in AHS's defense, there is a long-standing mapping issue with municipal affairs that places the town of Peace River within the boundaries of the MDPs. And this is something we've discussed with municipal affairs, but they are not set up to uh, correct. So AHS is actually working off data provided by municipal affairs. I, I don't think that's, he was uh, asking you, uh, Ms. McQuaid, to, um, for the wording that, um, that Ms. Uh, um, Gwendolyn Parker, what, what, what's her last name, Gwendolyn? Uh, well, the, our town legal counsel, uh, the, the wording that our town legal counsel had around the uh, 14 days. Actually, I was just looking at it. I, you know what, as I read that one, I don't, I think they said you could do that. And I don't think she actually provided that. No, but that would be very straightforward to do. It would be very straightforward. We can write that up tonight for council to see. Do you we, think that's a substantive change? Uh, well, we haven't passed anything yet. So that's the good thing. We haven't done first reading. Right. But would it be a substantive change in your mind to incorporate of uh, the 14 day cooling off period? I wouldn't think it was a substantive change, but it'd be best just to say, here's the clause we'd like to add, add it to the bylaw and then do first, second and third reading of the bylaw. Okay. That's, and, and that would definitely guarantee that we would be fine at that case. Okay. And if we, okay, um, I'll work on that for a few moments there, Your Worship. So Mr. Mayor, I have a, a question or two. Yeah, go ahead. Um, first of all, um, under the, the last whereas, it talks about face covering in public places. And then the definition is public premises. Are those meant to be equivalent? So public places are meant to be in 
places that are enclosed, I guess. Is that the way it is? Uh, yes. Okay. And so um, in the whole context of this um, bylaw, does it mean that if uh, somebody goes into the entryway of a, let's say a gym where they are a paid member, while they're in that entryway, are, are they wearing a mask or not under this? They should be wearing a mask. So in the swimming pool, um, walking up to the registration desk, they would be wearing a mask under this? Yes. At the same time, leaving the change rooms and trying to get out the door, they're wearing a mask? Yeah, they should be. Oh, so they, oh, there is a, a, a thing at our pool, though, that, um, oh God, how does that go? Is uh, Director Bell here? No, she's not on the that. May I? I am here. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Was there? Um, yeah, there was a, a question specifically about the pool, and so, and also the rec center. Anytime in, in the pool environment, if there you are going to be wet, we would not require a face covering. So uh, showering before going into the pool, um, wet coming out of the pool on the deck, wet in the change room prior to changing, we wouldn't require any face covering. It's not effective and it's not realistic. So uh, Ms. Bell, my question was um, in the uh, reception area at the pool, both coming yes. and going? Yes. Do you see a mask there or not? Yes, yes. Okay, and the same thing in any uh, uh, private or public gym uh, facility in their entrance kind of way, um, yep. you would see a mask, okay? Yes. And um, so thanks for that. I would like clarification on either change public premises in both places or put premises or something. Um, I, I kind of like the idea of uh, saying something about 14 days or whatever a number is that we can agree on after a benchmark is, um, um, uh, I don't know, failed, <laughs> after there's less than the, the, the magic number. Uh, reason being, I think we need to be very as clear as we can uh, to help the public and to help businesses as well realize whether or not things are in force. That's all I've got for now. Ms. McQuaig, what do you have? Um, Madam Deputy Mayor, if we were to insert the words actively in those clauses, um, actively engaging in a fitness activity or actively eating or drinking, would that clarify that? Well, uh, the exceptions already in under 7E, it's kind of says that I think. True. Some jurisdictions have expanded that by inserting actively in there. Well, but if you feel that it's clear, uh, fine as it is with Director Bell, that's I won't make that change. Yeah, and um, we're coming with that clause. It'll be here in about 10 minutes. So as long as, yeah, so as, long uh, as public would realize the waiting room part of things. 
so uh, Ms. Ms. Deputy Mayor Manzer's uh, query brings up uh, something that uh, well brings up the question where what where where do you have to wear face masks where is this applicable this this bylaw this bylaw. Well, that's that's up in G, is it not? A public premises. If two G, if we scroll up. I, I do have a question about this clause, just for clarification as well. I think if I may say that I don't think it's an issue. The reason is it says that we may pass bylaws concerning public places or places that are open to the public. We've defined premises as to what premises means, which is all or any part of a building structure or enclosed area, which means it's not the middle of a park. We could, depending on another, if there was another health issue, for example, or another issue that a person could not go into a park, we could define it. But I think the whereas says that we have the authority to make legislation that concerns a public place. It does not correlate the phrase public places in that with public premises in our bylaw. They're two specific things, they're not related. Yeah, I think Byron had a question. Oh yeah, if we're happy with Dawn's thing there. Um, so I'm just looking at this public premises under G here, it says, um, um, and I believe it's worded this way specifically, all part of building structure enclosed, public access by right or expressed uh, or implied invitation, but excludes any premises where there's um, an enrollment or membership requirement in order to access. Um, so let's suppose once a month, I book the hall to play guitar with my friends, uh, but it's always open. Like if you if you have an instrument, you show up, you can show up and play. Um, um, would I then say, okay, well, it's not open anymore. You have to pre-register with me in order to participate now. Um, would I then fall outside a public premise because it is something that you have to, um, you, you can't get in without being on the list, so to say. So it's no longer what we would consider public. Does that I can speak to that because when I, if you have a business, like let's say my get my store for example, anybody could come in. I could I could have special membership if I wanted, but anybody could come in. The implied invitation is that in a business you're there by an implied invitation. If I'm open, people are. It's implied that I'm inviting them to come in for the purposes of doing business in my establishment. That's also why, and when people talk about their rights in a business, that they have a right to come in no matter what, the answer is no. The, the business owner has the, because they're there by implied invitation, I have the right to invite them. To, I had the invite when I had a business. I had the right, pardon me, when I had a business to invite them to leave. Right. So the implied invitation means it can be open to everybody. You could, you could have some members who come in because they're members, you could have others that can come in as long as they have their guitar. You know, the implied invitation, if it's kind of open to the public, it's an implied invitation. 
Okay, so if I have it by appointment only, that is no longer implied invitation. There's a sign on the door saying appointment only, it is no longer public premises. It's no longer implied invitation, correct? Okay. So, uh, yeah, Mr. Ford. Yeah, just might uh, help Mr. Parker out a little bit. I'm, I'm still a little uh, hesitant on the number 10. I would like to see that higher, but there again, that's just me. But uh, reading, going back to the 14 days, um, this is right up the- uh, Can we stay on topic? Do, you, do we mind staying on topic here? Yeah, because I, I actually have more questions on public premises. Oh, sure. Uh, is there somebody else that has a question on public premises? So, uh, Mr. Parker, this, uh, this refers to all stores. So uh, individuals going into a private business, which is a store, um, would, would have to wear a mask. Uh, plus the employees within that store need to wear masks. Um, it obviously applies to all our public buildings from the, uh, from the wastewater treatment plant to the, to the uh, rec, RecPlex, the Vatex Energy Center. Um, we're, so it wouldn't apply to walking the sidewalk in downtown Peace River, I take it? That, that is correct, Your Worship. Um, um, membership. Um, so uh, a gym club. So in fact, in one building, we have an, uh, uh, an optical shop. And on the other side, we have a, uh, a um, a gym that has a membership. Would those both be considered public premises? Because, yes. okay. And it's just that the people who are exercising, uh, doing a spin class wouldn't have to wear a face mask because they're actively engaging in a, uh, in a uh, physical activity. Yes. And, and um, so, um, Oh, actually, there was a lost my train of thought. Uh, even technic, no, no. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Sorry about that, Roger. I just got something from Gwendolyn. Okay. So where is um, it? Would also apply to places of worship. That's that's correct. Um, is where where wouldn't you see this applying? I guess private uh, private domiciles. Um, Would this apply to a home based business? In that, um, if it's by appointment only, say I run a massage therapy. Yeah, I'm sure you can all imagine that. Sorry, I run a massage therapy thing out of my own home. <laughs> Anyways, um, you only come in when you have an appointment. It is not open. That is not a private, that, that is not uh, a public premise. Yes. Premises. Okay. But might that particular example not already fit under the same ones as um, like hairdressing and stuff like that? That happened? Yeah, I, I, maybe the massage thing was a bad example because there's other, you know, rules. But some kind of home based. Yeah. 
But if you have a home-based, uh, you you cut hair, but you do it inside your own house, that wouldn't be applicable then. Not to us, but they would have another rule that would they that would wouldn't. I'm I'm just trying to think uh, specifically um, uh, maybe selling someone selling. Uh, uh, pardon me. Oh yeah. Everywhere, am we? Yeah, yeah. So that that might be the case where it wouldn't really come into play. Uh, but that would be so. Somebody was holding a Tupperware party. Tupperware would, party, different. That would be a gathering of probably more than five people. Then. Yeah. And under the enhanced rules, we—that's not allowed. Okay. Um, okay. So we do have uh, the definition there, uh, Ruth, if you would like to bring that up, please. Second, let me see if I can. Sorry, I'm going to minimize council. Do you want me to just read one out then? I've got it there. Actually, I could probably share my screen. Well, there's a break in the action, Your Worship. Can we throw out a question? Yeah. To just further, further to Mr. Scamahorn's question or his example, the uh, uh, what about uh, express deliveries to your home? So FedEx, DHL, uh, lots of those organizations, I, I think a number of them operate out of Grand Prairie, I could be wrong. Uh, so they're doing home delivery. Uh, would the bylaw apply to the DHL guy that's dropping off the next Amazon parcel? I guess maybe that's the question. I would think that their employer would mandate that they wear masks when they uh, deal with the public, uh, whether whether this bylaw uh, affected them or not. Although your question is, uh, so what, what would your question be, Colin? Your question would be that they, would you need to wear a mask as well when you're talking to them or what? Well, I, I, yeah, I guess that's sort of the, Inferred question. So there's again, there's a number of uh, Mr. Good knows the companies perhaps better than I do from his business and his current work. But it's DHS, FedEx, uh, uh, you know, even Canada Post. Although I believe Canada Post has got their own guidelines and their own their own procedures. But yeah, there's a there's a number of delivery services uh, operating in town, and uh, I, I guess yeah, when they when they come to the door, I, sometimes it's a signature and it's uh, signatures required. Sometimes it's dropped and they run, and and maybe, maybe it's such a small example. It's it's not worth debating or discussing. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a, a pretty thin straw. But uh, it was just sort of fits in that category of, yeah. yes, 
public I, premises. I, well, Mr. Needham, I, I would think that wouldn't affect any of the counselors because we all shop locally. I, I, was, I, would, I was wondering, but you can also get your Canadian tire and your, uh, your paint delivered to your door for local businesses and that, that often happens. Yeah. Your Worship? Yeah. Uh, further to uh, Councillor Needham's comments, I would suggest that any business doing uh, external business, so outside our region, doing business in the town of Peace River is going to abide by our bylaws. So at that, in that case, yeah, you need to wear a mask if you're going to have the interaction in a it in a public premise. If they're outside your front door and they drop a parcel at your front door, I'm not sure I I'm correlating that uh, idea to this bylaw. Colin, I'm sorry if I'm putting words out there that you didn't actually mean. No, it, it no, I didn't. It, it was uh, as Miss as Ruth was looking for a. Uh, a spot so we could carry this discussion on further. It it it, uh, it raised a thought in my mind in terms of uh, uh, how broad and how depth is this bylaw. And like I said, it, it's it's maybe a thin straw to get hung up on. I I'm uh, I'm happy we can we can carry on. Okay. Uh, Mr. Parker, do you and Mr. McQuaig have the 14-day wording? That should be what's on your screen, my screen at the moment, Your Worship. Really? The revised section 8B? Uh, because that isn't on my screen. Yeah, we don't see it right now. We still have the bylaw. Ruth, you oh. may have to shop, stop sharing your screen and then... Oh, and restart. Sure. Okay, sorry about that. I opened something new. Uh, sorry about that. Operator error. So um, what, what, what do the city of Edmonton and the city of Calgary have in terms of uh, when their face mask, face mask bylaw goes into effect and when it deactivates? Not sure, I'll just, I'll look it up right now. And uh, Mr. Ford, you were going to say or ask something regarding 10, 10 COVID cases or? Uh... Uh, earlier, I was just going to read the, uh, the wording uh, for Mr. Parker on the, what's on the town of Fairview bylaw, but this is pretty much almost identical with a couple of words here and there, but it's, uh, uh, I can read it for you though. It says if the provisions of this bylaw have been enacted, they may be reversed if the number of active cases of COVID-19 in the municipal district of Fairview number 136 is reported by Alberta Health to be less than 25 for 14 consecutive days. But that's their, their number in their bylaw. Okay. 
I think uh, Ms. McQuaid, you can go back to the original bylaw. Just bear with me. Okay, any other questions there uh, or anything else you want us to follow up there, Your Worship? Uh, there is just, uh, I wouldn't mind knowing what the city of Edmonton, the city of... I was looking up Calgary and uh, I'm just getting, uh, I can't see when they deactivate. That's the problem. I'm sorry, city of Edmonton. You can... The first version of this bylaw was drawn from the city of Calgary. Right. And do you remember what it said? I'm just double checking, sir. I think I may have pulled the bylaw. Yes, here it is. Just bear with me. <clears throat> I've got a question after we're done. Uh, well, I don't think we'll be done for a while, so you might as well ask your question. <laughs> um, okay, so it says in effect, and it refers to it's activated basically at watch status, et cetera, et cetera. So if we went into an enhanced status, that's presumed to be the, this bylaw is naturally in effect. I'm sorry, can you say that again there, Deputy Mayor? Okay, so this, uh, if it passed, it's in effect when we're at this watch status with 10 active cases, et cetera, et cetera. That's correct. If we become in the enhanced um, status, yes. the bylaw is still in effect? That is correct. You have to, so wear, two, you have to wear two masks when it's in Two masks, okay. Yeah. Um, and, and I found what Edmonton does right now. They actually, theirs is in effect until um, December 31st, 2020, and then it's repealed. Okay, and that's that's what I, uh, yeah, that's the straightforwardness that I would want. And so what they'll do is they'll, uh, they'll obviously extend theirs from December to probably March 31st or something like that, but uh, yeah, that's the straightforwardness I was looking for, but uh, it seems like the rest of council wants something a little more complicated. Yes, Mr. McQuaid. Uh, the city of Calgary's bylaw does not have any sunset or enabling clause. It's either in or it's out. Okay. Okay, we should just carry on with the other, uh, the, uh, the tour through the rest of the bylaw. You're at signage now, are you? Or, or did we skip a whole bunch in between? 
No. So it, council is comfortable with us um, uh, replacing the clause uh, 8B with the one that we just shown. Is council comfortable with that? Well, uh, some of council may be, but I'm, I, I prefer the straightforwardness of it. Uh, it's in effect until such and such a date. And then if we wanted to extend it further, we would extend it further. Okay. Um, so the signage there is- uh, but, I'm, but I'm only one of seven. So I don't know where the others are. So uh, maybe we'll just go down the list here. So uh, Deputy Mayor Manzer, what would you like to see? Hmm. Well, I, I do agree with you that having a date puts us on the spot and everybody knows it. What would happen if um, cases went to, I don't know, zero before that date, then what? Well, if you're pretty comfortable, you can actually repeal it. And if um, on that date, um, there were still ca cases going up and down and whatever, what would happen? Uh, well, you, uh, well, I would think in the case of the city of Edmonton, so I can't see them getting their cases below uh, even watch uh, by December 31st. I would think that they would uh, have a, uh, the council meeting before it expires, they would vote to extend the bylaw to another date such as March 31st. Yeah, I think it's a bylaw amendment there, Your Worship. And the way this one is written right now, it's in effect until the cases go uh, down be by a certain limit, no matter how long it takes, is that? That's correct. So yeah. if, if it takes three weeks, then it'll last two weeks after that with that new revised clause. So if it goes to nine uh, cases on the, the website, in uh, three weeks from today, then it, this bylaw would still be in effect for another two weeks after that. But, but, but Mr. Parker, if it goes above 10 on the next day after, then the clock resets itself. That is correct. That is totally correct, Your Worship. Hmm. I, I don't like the part about resetting itself. I think that gets fuzzy. Well, that's why there's a 14 day period in between in yeah. there, but. Hmm. Um, right well, now, then I'm gonna say 14 days. Okay, you want the 14 day clause in there. Aaron Ford. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with the 14 days. I'm just not happy with the uh, number 10 threshold. Yeah, I think you're lo you've lost that one. Probably. Uh, Mr. Good, if I'm, uh, no, I've got a whole bunch of people in front of you, Mr. Good. Um, I, Mr. Scamahorn, what do you want to go with? Um, yeah, I wouldn't pick an arbitrary number. I would want to be either on, I, I would want to follow the, the, 
the, the leading of the province on this one, either at watched or enhanced, whatever it is. It would seem the group would like to stay at watch. Fine. Um, I would I would not be in favor of picking just a higher number for the sake of picking a higher number. Um, it's one status or the other. Um, and it would seem that the group is happy with watch. Uh, and I like the idea of the 14-day thing. Uh, just for, you know, Don's not wrong when he says, well, what if on Monday it's 9, but on Tuesday it's 10? And then Wednesday, you know, one of the cases comes off and it's nine again. Like we don't need that yo-yo situation. Um, it's it'll it'll have to be, you know, it'll have to be sitting level for for a while so that uh, we don't get that. You know, it's a fine today and not tomorrow, but again the day after that situation. Otherwise, I'm good on that part. Ms. Downey, thank you, Your Worship. Uh, I appreciate your comments uh, regarding a date. However, I agree with uh, Councillor Scamahorn on, you know, arbitrary numbers, dates. They just, I, I just don't think they're an effective way for us to do this. I am in favor of watch and 14 days. Mr. Needham. Uh, the, the watch and the 14 days, and I would agree that uh, the 14 days, the yo-yo problem could be a problem, but the the 14 days should hopefully smooth that out. So the, the watch and the 14 days, so a small amendment to the bylaw that we're looking at. Mr. Good. Um, I like the idea of the 14 days rather than putting it at a date um, after December, because partly because I think it works as far as the yo-yo effect, but I think also more, maybe potentially more importantly, if, if we are fortunate enough to drive our numbers down quickly in this region, because at one point I remember we had eight or nine and we dropped it down to two or three or something like that within a matter of three or four days or a week. I remember that occurring historically during the time because I've been every day for the foundation I do run the numbers. So I remember it happening where we had a numbers go up a fair amount, and then they dropped off fairly well. And I think if, if we're fortunate, if um, people social, I mean, there's, there's no rocket science to this. Stay away from people, don't get into large groups. I mean, there's any number of different things we can do, including hand washing, whatever. If people can work together to drive this number down, they can be out of this quagmire quicker. And if they were successful in doing that, then 14 days from that low date could be a real nice target for people to work for. So for two reasons. One, I think it takes it off the arbitrary date. And secondly, I think it gives a target to shoot for. Um, I think I've got all the counselors. Okay. Um, so that so you've you've heard what the majority want. Um, so do you want to go through the rest of the uh, the bylaw? Um, sure, we could do that, uh, Your Worship. And what we'll do is we're going to take that clause, we're going to add it in before first reading, and we can do that tonight. Okay. I will reshare. Uh, yep. So, uh, signage, uh, we have asked uh, that all public places, uh, operators and proprietors, uh, display 
um, a downloadable sign that we have uh, attached to this uh, bylaw. Um, we're also looking at possibly printing a bunch off and either delivering them or uh, just having them if, if proprietors want to come and get them from the front uh, office. But uh, it just basically, if you want to see the, the, the um, uh, signage, uh, you scroll down there just so that people can see it. Um, proposed addition to the signage. I mean, this, this, everyone's focused on the mask part of this thing, but this bylaw has two enforcement uh, pieces to it, one on masks and one on harassing people. I mean, maybe we should also include a sign about um, not being a dick to somebody else for any reason around masks. You might want some different wording on that. I think Autumn could probably smooth that over a little bit, but. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be any harassment one way or another, so I don't think it's necessary. Well, I, I did get a few messages from people that would disagree with you, but... How, how would they disagree that they're... Because they would have already experienced it. They would... In their minds anyways. I'm... Um, I'll speak a little bit to that. I have personal knowledge of people who have worn masks, who have been harassed. And I have also personal knowledge of people um, within my sphere that have not worn masks and been harassed. And I don't mean the gentle or even the one time, I think you should wear a mask. I mean, it's the people have gotten right in their face. And uh, I think that they're, well, you may, well, I would wish that people wouldn't need the reminder I don't think it's a, a real thing to put in there, to put on there and say, um, to, to make it very public that our, our bylaw has a no harassment clause. Um, people who have medical issues, you know, asking the question, you know, I think you, sh you know, shouldn't you be wearing a mask? They say, I've got a medical condition. At that point, it's, it's out of the regular person on the street's purview. The owner of the store may decide to make, to deal with it at that point in time. The bylaw officer might, but I don't think the average person on the street should be getting into a an altercation saying, well, I don't believe you. I don't think it's the, the person. People do have a right to a degree to privacy. And like I say, once the ticket is issued, if there is a ticket issued, then it becomes a legal issue before that. I think it does, if it's repetitively stated, become a harassment issue. And I don't think it hurts to have a reminder. I, I you know, I honestly would have to hear what, what constitutes the, what you're claiming is harassment. I, 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 I find it incredulous that people would be in there harassed. I know that there was one person on some Peace River fa Facebook site that uh, claimed that she was going into the Walmart store. Somebody, uh, somebody uh, 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 threw a, a vulgarity at her. But you know, there were so many inconsistencies in this story that this woman had put on Facebook that I, uh, I thought it was. Uh, it, it 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 wasn't the uh, uh, it it lacked it lacked some truthfulness to it. Uh, well, 
uh, to push back on that, I had someone take clandestine pictures of me having a conversation with someone outside and post them to Facebook in order to mask shame people for having a conversation outside. So, Your Worship, there's a personal experience that uh, is undeniable. Would you consider that harassment? Well, how far do you want to go with it? Well, that's just it. So, uh, so now we need to define harassment. Like, what what is harassment? Like, I I I, I just so you you put this sign in the doorway. You need to wear a face face covering in indoor public premises or public vehicle, and uh, so it's it's at the front, and. And, and what are you going to do? You're going to put underneath, oh, by the way, uh, BTW uh, harassment is not permitted. I, I, I just, it's, um, it's incongruous. Why not word it nicer? Why not just put be nice, be kind? Okay. Well, nice. uh, you know, it's, it's a part of the bylaw. It's probably a very good piece of communication to include that. Look, there's two ways to get fined under this bylaw, and one of them I don't see any reason for keeping it a secret. Yeah, I, well, I, I, yeah, I can't believe that there'll be harassment. Well, I, I'd be interested to know what other councillors think about it too. Just if, if I may, Your Worship, yeah. uh, just to further on with Councillor Scammerhorn's. Uh, comments there i've heard i've heard the same thing so like the concern one of the concerns would be is if somebody's in a premises not wearing a mask okay maybe they have a medical condition or whatever but but the the same thing is what byron said out comes the camera snap a picture next thing you know that person's pictures on social media hey this person's not wearing a mask and does does that fall would that fall under the harassment category, Mr. Parker, to that person that's posting a picture on social media like that? So, so here, here's the definition from the human rights. Uh, uh, what is harassment? Harassment makes unwelcome remarks or jokes about your race, religion, sex, age, disability, or any other grounds of discrimination. Threatens or intimidates you because of your race, religion, sex, age, disability, or any other grounds that, of discrimination and makes unwelcome physical contact with you, such as touching, patting, or pinching. Examples of harassment. Uh, a colleague repeatedly makes fun of your uh, job. Um, a manager regularly makes inappropriate comments about your physical appearance. An employee threatens your safety following a heated discussion. A supervisor rubs your shoulders despite repeated objections. So those are um, examples of it. So if someone was to take a picture, let's say of a counselor, and then consistently uh, starts to uh, make comments over and over again um, and tries to elicit, um, oh, well, here's a counselor who's not wearing um, a, a mask. Uh, what an idiot. Oh, I can't believe this idiot is wearing this and continues to maybe degrade uh, the counselor because uh, uh, he's not able to wear the mask. Um, and, and let's say the counselor can't wear the mask because he has a medical condition doesn't matter, that's, um, uh, I, I think if they consistently and persistently did that, then that could be considered harassment. Um, well, given that you're a public personality, I don't think you'd make that one stick very well. And if that was the case, I, I would probably be able to take 
take half of the Facebook uh, crowd to court uh, for uh, harassing me because they thought I was miss, miss wearing a mask. Um, yeah, this harassment thing is just getting way down a rabbit hole. Um, well, point being that there are those of the public that have the propensity to want to force others to act in a certain way. Um, and, you know, the means by which they'll do that can get pretty far. And why else would you... Uh, well, you know, given, that definition, given that definition that you got from Mr. Parker, do you think that picture of you in the... Uh, no, the point of what I was saying, Tom, isn't that that someone posted a picture and that I constitute that as harassment. The point is, is that there's people out there that would use or weaponize this bylaw to, you know, try to get under somebody's skin or try to ruin somebody in some other way. So, no, I don't believe that that specific instance was harassment. What I'm saying is it's part of the bylaw. I think it's an important part of the bylaw, and I think it should be an important part of our communication around the bylaw. And I guess you want to argue against that, go right ahead. But I'd be curious to know what everyone else thinks. I'm pretty sure I know what you think. Well, I think it's tough to make harassment stick. Yeah, I heard you the first time. So let's hear what, what the other counselors have to say. Is there, uh, Byron is calling. What, what are you suggesting? Are you suggesting a companion communication piece or it's on the same piece or a different piece? What are you visualizing? I, I do get your argument that you can earn a $100 ticket two ways, one by not wearing a mask and two by harassing somebody. So, uh, Again, just to focus in on, I saw the one picture. I don't see it on the screen anymore, but I believe we've got it on our agenda package. I'll just bring it up again. I think it was right at the bottom. Are you are you suggesting a, a, a further, you know, th this one simply says face covering required. Are you suggesting a separate separate handout or a separate page that that uh, speaks to the the harassment policy that we have or the HR policy we have or what or something that the school board uses is is there what uh, I don't disagree with what you're saying I'm just trying to understand what what the solution could be yeah something like that I think would be fair your worship yeah so in uh, in the town of Peace Rivers policies, uh, policy number P-80-17-B, respectful workplace, pol workplace policy, we have already defined what harassment is. Okay. Um, and so maybe we can use what we've already worked on in the past as an example of what that is. Ruth, do you think you can pull that up? It's page two of workplace um of the work respectful workplace policy i am working on doing so i am unfortunately having some technical problems on my end so just please bear with me so why, why don't you just read it out to us so it says here let me just make sure i've gone down far enough um harassment is conduct that bullet a reasonable person would consider unwelcome bullet result in the recipient feeling intimidated, irritated, belittled, or humiliated. Bullet negatively affects work performance. 
Bullet creates a hostile work environment and Bullet serves no legitimate per work purpose. Now, obviously this is around our work. Harassment is usually persistent and repetitive, but even a single comment or act can amount to harassment if the unwelcome behavior is severe. So again, this is as it relates to our workplace, but we might be able to, you know, modify it enough to work for us as a definition in this. Because I, I Byron says we are, we have identified two things in this, in this bylaw, we should have some form of a definition, just I, a comment. I, I think we could simplify it. Um, our, our face covering, the, the sign says face covering requires refers to the bylaw. If we also put the harassment around, harassment regarding the wearing or non-wearing of masks is also prohibited under this bylaw and then reference the bylaw. I think that's all you have to say. I don't think, you know, the definition can be worked out later in the court. Somebody makes a claim that they were harassed, then you can investigate it. Somebody doesn't make a claim, you don't investigate it. I think all you have to do is put in, put on the sign that harassment for the wearing or not wearing of the mask is also prohibited under our bylaw 2076. It's a simple line. Okay. Well, I, I guess, again, I, from my perspective, that would work. Uh, you know, I creating a, a separate large poster for a business, uh, you know, you wall space in the front of most retail stores is somewhat limited. So where, where, do you, where do you put the sign? So the idea of incorporating something, and I'm looking, you know, at the text that's on here where it talks about the exemptions and the children under five and for more information on the town of Peace River is if there was a uh, the, the 17 word sentence uh, referred to that notes our, our policy and, and harassment, then that, that, that would work for me. So I, I guess I'd throw it, Byron, does that get, gets close to what you're thinking? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, open, I'm open to, you know, whatever, you know, we way we want to communicate the yeah. message. But yeah. the point your, is, your, your, your point was we didn't want to be silent on it because, again, it's it's a hundred dollar item, just like the other item about not wearing a mask is a hundred dollar item. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think a lot of the concerns that were sent in to us, uh, you know, around the bylaw, this the fact that this is in here would would serve to alleviate, uh, I would say, around half of them. I've placed some proposed wording in the chat, uh, which reads uh, for the public, it is an offense under this bylaw to harass any person who wears or is unable to wear a face covering. Well, that's starting to make it wordier, which is uh, part Just of Just a, a line for an addition to that schedule for that poster. I, I would just go with Don's comment, just put be kind, be care, or what is it? Well, I, I think if you put it that, actually, I don't mind the Lord says just who wears or does not wear a face covering, you can't harass. And then put a line, be kind, be courteous. But I, I don't think it's bad to have, it's an offense under this bylaw, harass any person who wears or does not wear a face covering. It doesn't mean you can't mention it to them. It means you can't harass them. And I think you know, that's fine. And then I think put something underneath, be kind, be courteous. I don't think is a bad thing to put in there. 
I'm uh, it, I'm I'm happy with some language. I, I guess we could debate the the uh, the language, but uh, perhaps Ruth, you could work on something. But I it, I I I don't think it's uh, I, I think it would provide some value added. It's uh, not going to take away. I think it's a good addition. I am amending the bylaw, the proposed wording, and we'll send out a clean copy to council in the event that they are going to ratify. So you're putting that. So you're putting that on the actual uh, face covering section. Yes. Poster, right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Okay. Okay, so uh, um, next section of the bylaw. I'm sorry, can you say that again? Section of the bylaw. Ruth, you're not muted. Oh, my apologies. I have to find me. Uh, can you try that one more time there, Your Worship? So we were going through the bylaw section by section. So we haven't finished that. So where did we leave off? Uh, I'll try and bring it up here and share my screen. And can you see that? Yes, we can see it. Oh, okay, good. So uh, we did, uh, in fact, we did. Uh, uh, Richard, blow it up so I can read it. Right here, okay. Okay, yeah, we were at signage. So now we're going to offense. Offense, yeah. So anyone who contributes to any provision of this bylaw by doing any act or provision from doing or by uh, failing to do any act uh, or thing the person is required to do is guilty of an offense pursuant to the bylaw. Again, that uh, just comes right from uh, uh, Gwendolyn. Okay. Mystical tags. Uh, so there's uh, two different uh, types of citations we can give out. One is a municipal tag and the second one is a violation ticket. Um, so oh, a municipal tag is one that is issued specifically by the municipality. Um, and then a violation ticket is a provincial uh, citation. So we can give, uh, it's the same uh, fines, whether it's one or the other. Um, so for example, say someone is from out of town and uh, you're worried about, they won't be paying the ticket if they're given one, you would give them a violation ticket as opposed to a municipal tag. Uh, there's more teeth to that. Um, so for example, if they fail not to pay it when they go to uh, do their renewal of their license or something, we would eventually get the fine money. Uh, municipal tag that uh, wouldn't happen all the time. 
uh, we can only go after them uh, via um, municipality uh, individuals. So that's uh, one of the issues. And that's pretty standard language, uh, uh, basically 11 to 13. Um, 14, where an uh, officer believes that a person has contravened any provision of the bylaw, the officer may commence proceedings against the person by issuing a violation ticket in accordance to the provincial offenses procedures. And again, that just uh, carries on for the whole concept of uh, uh, legality. And if someone has issued a, um, uh, a violation ticket, uh, they can actually uh, just go to court too and fight it. Uh, so so, for so um, the officer, this is saying he only issues this, um, like, why doesn't it refer to the municipal tag as being something he issues there as well? Uh, because of the court uh, business. It, it, it's, it's um, this, I don't know why they just say for, for the, uh, a, a violation, a ticket. Uh, let's see. It's just a violation ticket. I don't know why um, it doesn't refer to the tag here. Um, but I think it just gives him the option to do one or the other. But I, I honestly, I, I don't know why just the, uh, they don't list the, um, the municipal tag under this enforcement aspect. Okay, and number 15, something about the wording there. Um, the last clause or so, or from laying an information instead of issuing a violation ticket. Okay, I'll have to just double check that right there. That's good. Uh... It's my understanding that an information is a warning. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but I, I just want to double check that. Okay, um, the next one penalties. Uh, where there's a specific penalty listed, which we do, we have uh, a variety of penalties for whatever issue that is. Um, that amount is specified on the penalty. So for example, I believe it's $100, $100 and, um, uh, sorry, $100, $200 and $100. So $100 to physically um, your offense if you're not wearing the, the face shield uh, or face covering. And then $200 if you're not displaying a sign in front of your store. And then harassment is $100 for the first offense and $200 for your any subsequent uh, offenses. So there is a specified penalty listed uh, in Schedule B to the bylaw. That amount is specified penalty for the offense. Upon conviction, if the totality of the circumstances surrounding any contravention of this bylaw indicated a marked endangerment or increased risk of endangered public health, the justice may deviate. Um, um, Justice may deviate from and determining the appropriate fine. And I think we covered that when uh, Councillor Ford asked that. So uh, a gentleman gets a citation, he takes it to court and they could uh, take a look at it and it could be increased or to, um, um, there's a certain limit that they can go at. I, I don't wanna guess, I, I thought it was 2,500, but they, they could go up that high if they wanted to. 
In this section, specified penalty means that the amount can be paid by a person who issued the violation ticket and is authorized to make a voluntary payment without a court appearance. So if you don't uh, pay the ticket, uh, you go, uh, you can go to court. If you show, don't show up to court, then it's uh, basically, uh, if it's a violation ticket, um, eventually we'll get the, the uh, funding um, because you didn't show up and didn't defend yourself. And I'm uh, just thinking they're, they're changing the law in January about uh, court uh, showing up for tickets. Uh, I can't remember what that is, but uh, there's something that's. And then this is a standard clause number 19 uh, in all bylaws. So if for someone's challenges the bylaw and they find out that one section uh, doesn't uh, meet the requirements or is invalid, it doesn't um, basically cause the whole bylaw to go down. Uh, a perfect example is if uh, you take a look at what they're doing right now in the States with Obamacare, and they're trying to say one section is bad, so therefore the whole Obamacare has to go out the door. Uh, the argument is no, the severability of that one clause uh, is taken out, and therefore the rest of Obamacare stays in. So it's the same kind of concept here. And then schedules, we have schedule A and B, which is the actual uh, penalties. B and A is the actual um, uh, what we have is the um, uh, sign that needs to be put up. And then, of course, uh, the bylaw comes into effect at, and on the date of third and final reading, it, uh, and we, it has to be signed. So as soon as it's actually physically signed um, by um, the mayor and myself, then it actually comes into effect. All right. Um, I, I want to back up, if I may, Yes. Um, and I, I guess I, I missed this and I apologize under uh, exceptions. So under section seven, um, around seven uh, G there, it talks about uh, persons who have temporarily removed their face covering the, the bylaw does not apply to persons who have temporarily removed their face covering. We're doing so as necessary to provide or receive a service. So for example, um, not that this would happen this year because of COVID. Let's say I'm in the mall and Santa's there and I want to sit on his knee and get my picture taken. I can take the mask off to get my picture taken to receive a service, yes? Yeah, probably. It wouldn't be on Santa's knee, obviously, because, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to kill the guy, um, you know, whatever, with getting him infected, but maybe some other thing like that. Um, suppose I'm giving a, suppose I'm just giving a speech um, indoors. Is that, would that be providing a service? No, I believe this is a religious service. Yeah, like well, this, well, this could be anything. Um, if I may, I would think a really good example is you may be at the barber shop and you may be getting your mustache trimmed or something like that. So you would have to remove the mask in order to get the mustache trimmed. I mean, um, so I think that or a beard trimmed or whatever. So I'm thinking if you're going to receive a service that means you can't wear the mask where, where it's being done, it would fall under that. Or if you're also uh, wearing a face shield and you're getting your hair cut, that would be an example. You'd have to remove the face shield. And Ruth? The city of Calgary that we uh, drew a lot of this bylaw from has some good educational posters that we could 
adapt to our purposes and it did address uh, that particular question. The example that they gave was uh, giving and receiving of communion in a religious service. Okay. Are we uh, still open for some further discussion, Your Worship? Yeah. Uh, could you find 8A on there, uh, Ruth? 8A, 8-alpha. So at the risk of repeating myself, and this goes way back to a comment that came up at the council table an hour ago, I, I worry that Peace River is not specifically tied into this data set. And is it just me? So I, I have to go find a map to find out that Peace River's in the MD of 135. And I guess it just bugs me that why do I have to go fishing? Like, can't we say in plain language that Peace River is included in this data set? Like, I don't even know how the hell to find this map. Yeah, you can say that. Or, or am I just overreacting? I mean, I, yeah. to, to use others' terms, there's six other votes here, but there's no reference of the town of Peace River to this MD of Peace. It's, I could, I don't know, to me, it's just missing. Yeah. I think uh, you made a suggestion in terms of how to word it. So that should be adopted. I actually also think that uh, the, I suspect that the, East side of the river actually is not within the MD of peace uh, uh, count. I would think that the east side of the river is probably in the uh, northern Sunrise County count. No, actually, uh, when we went and we've been fighting this fight with the province literally for what three years now. Three years. Yeah, three years. So when it first came on out, we 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 kept on arguing. No, we're a separate entity. Um, we're not part of the MDPs. Um, it, it went, God, did it go all the way up to the minister? It was just, a, it was, it was a, it was a very long, tedious process. And they said, no, this is how we have our map. The entire town of Peace River is in this MDP section. Um, and it was designed so that they, they're breaking it up into, it, it, I don't know why, but it's, it's like about 15,000 people. And we're, we're like 6,800 of them. Oh. It, it was related to the mapping software they use, the mass, the mapping software. And, and they said they couldn't, they couldn't spend more money on it. That's what it was. I think if I can clarify, it says if you, if you talk about, if you go to the map on the COVID Alberta website, it states that the COVID status map shows the level risk in regions and information. Regions are defined by municipal boundaries. Each region is either a municipality, uh, there's some mic that's speaking up on top. Regions are a municipality of 10,000 or greater, a city, town, or municipal district. Communities smaller than 10,000 are included in the surrounding municipal district. Communities include First Nations reserves, Métis settlements, and towns. So they define that on their, uh, on their map, which can be found by going to alberta.ca uh, or just look up COVID information in Google. It'll take you to the page. Look, look for the map, and it'll there's a map there, and it does define it. So that's where their definitions are. 
if I could draw council's attention to the chat window, please. I've proposed a definition of harassment for insertion into the definitions and a small change to 8A to address Councillor Needham's concern. Well, I, I think we should use the harassment uh, that's in the uh, human rights uh, uh, quote that Christopher Parker had, and we should probably think about changing our uh, work workplace harassment thing to reflect uh, that generic, the one from the human rights legislation. Um, and the uh, one about, uh, where's where's uh, the one for uh, for Colin here? What's the MD of peace is defined as under the relaunch status. Um, I think uh, Colin actually put one out, a recommendation out earlier that I thought was perfect. I think he, uh, he uh, didn't you put that out already, Colin? He did, Your Worship. Unfortunately, my notes didn't capture it accurately. I thought he put it in the chat box. Guess not. I'm comfortable with the harassment definition provided by Ruth. Yeah, I would agree to that too. Well, the harassment definition should be the one that's in the human rights legislation, and uh, we should be putting that one in the uh, in the town uh, workplace one. Your Worship, I I appreciate uh, your comment regarding that uh, the harassment definition. However, for our bylaw, we have this uh, definition does meet our needs and for the for for the people watching um, harassment is conduct that reasonable person would consider unwelcome or which results in the recipient feeling intimidated irritated belittled or humiliated harassment of severe need not be repeated to be considered as harassment and we could finish it with or as defined in the human rights um declaration I believe it is. Why do you want to put in two definitions? And why well, you go through the one that's been vetted by the human rights uh, organization and adopt that as in our workplace policy. I think we might we might discuss that at a later time but for the purpose of our bylaw right now I think this one's fine. Well but the human rights legislation one is the one that governs the entire province and and um, is is probably the one that we should have always had is it different than this yeah it is somewhat different we've got COVID cases rising we've got a, a small crisis uh nobody wants to be the bad boy let's get on with this uh this policy, this works for me, this definition works for me. If people aren't going to stand in front of the wall March 3rd and define whether this is harassment or that's, that is harassment, whether it's from OHR policy or whether it's from the human rights. It, it, it's, it's a moot point. This, this covers it. Let's, let's go with this. 
Well, then why did we spend so much time on harassment? But anyhow. Uh, because it's a democracy and we all get a chance to speak, Your Worship. Yeah, but, but, but uh, we have a definition that's a standard definition for the promise. Well, we have a standard definition in an HR policy. Why, why did you vote for that one? Sir, um, this harassment definition actually came um, a couple of years ago, and it was um, it came up from our lawyers. So when they helped put us to when when they assisted us in putting together a harassment policy, so it was the definition that they brought up and and uh, um, put into our policy, and which we passed. Yeah, so, so that doesn't mean that they're uh, they're correct. Okay, go with it. Um, Mr. Mayor, back to the Town of Peace River insertion. Um, would it be worthwhile to put the um, province's map of what they consider MD of Peace area as a attachment or a, another schedule or something to this? I'm okay with that, sure. I didn't that catch that. Sorry, you got that there? Um, I can certainly do that. We do refer to that map in the bylaw, so we could do the attachment as well. However, it is verbally set out, but I can certainly add that. What is it? It's brutally set out? Did you say? It is verbally set out. My apologies. Oh. There is there is a map though that kind of shows the east side of the river and whatever in that area, I think. Well, Colin uh, Needham feels that we have a crisis, so we probably shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't delay it any longer. But... Well, I don't know, you've been watching the case, case counts yesterday and today? Yeah, I've seen the bloody case counts. Good, good for you. Um, the, that's for, a guy, for a guy that wanted the bylaw a month ago, I, what, why, why are you so upset at Councillor Needham all of a sudden? I'm not upset at Councillor Needham. So we should probably carry on here. Um, and what is, where's the next step in this? Uh, let's just go with the, let's just go, go with the definition for, and, and not include the map and that'll make it easier and then it can be done. You bike soft, Chris. Oh yeah, sorry about that. I was uh, uh, so we'll uh, include harassment definition, and uh, I, did you want the map as a separate uh, schedule? No. No, oh. we don't want the map. Okay. Okay. Fine. All right. Good. We'll. Uh, it'll it'll just add more time. Okay, that, that, there we go. Okay. Good. Um, so with that, um, what we could do is we can show. A final version, um, I believe, Ms. McQuaig now. I'll stop sharing my screen. Actually, I have already. Um, uh, okay. And you can I, I will do so. Um, Ms. Hume is doing the uh, diagram as that is uh, her forte. Okay. And so. when she does that, we can uh, just bring it up and then. Yes, sir. I will. You have time for one more question, Your Worship? Sure. 
um, under definitions uh, D. Basically uh, defining, defining officer, but you also mentioned police officer. So are, are, you, are we expecting the RCMP as well to enforce this bylaw in town? So they will have the ability to enforce. It's like any police officer can enforce, um, uh, our RCMP can enforce uh, our bylaws. Uh, there will be occasions maybe when uh, uh, we might uh, request them to do that. So that's why you put it in here. Okay, so that leads me to another point then. Do we need some sort of communications piece of how to report a complaint? Like I don't, myself personally, I don't wanna see a bunch of 911 calls going in because somebody's not wearing a mask or there's or harassment. Are we gonna ask people to phone the town office to file that complaint or what are we doing there? Yes, well, uh, they, they can contact um, uh, us problem that we're going to have, and let's be quite honest, is, is if someone is not wearing a mask in, in, in a store, um, the store shop owner shouldn't be getting into a disagreement with uh, an individual, and they can just give us a call. The problem is, is we're not there 24 hours 7. And if it, you know, if it's egregious, you know, they should be able to just contact the non-emergency line for the RCMP. Um, but yeah, we're, we're not going to be there 24 seven. We're going to do the best that we can to enforce it, um, it, it, it you know, during the hours, but um, it's almost impossible to say we'll do it 100% 24 seven with our peace officers. Yeah, I was just more concerned about a, a communications piece saying that like if you have a complaint during the day and if it's just a minor complaint, just phone the town office. Yeah, good, good point. And well, we can put that in the Q&A. Um, any other questions or concerns? You were muted, uh, Deputy Mayor, but you're talking. Oops, sorry. I, I did send um, Autumn uh, a little question about the wording on the poster. So I don't know if she got that. Um, I did not actually, uh, was it a chat question or an email? Uh, chat. So my question was, it says all persons must wear a face covering in an indoor public premises or a public vehicle. Um, I suggested either get rid of the AN or take the S off premises. Sure, we can take the S off. So does that definition of public vehicle also include uh, our public works vehicles and uh, employees? I guess when employees are within the vehicle, they ha all have to have masks on or what, Mr. Parker? We, we have our own policy and directives that uh, we're following. And uh, in the directive is uh, people in the workplace have had to wear masks 
uh, for the last week and a bit. And in the vehicles, if they can't uh, socially distance, uh, which they can't basically, uh, they have to wear the masks in, in the vehicles. And uh, that practice we've been following for quite a while anyway. And yeah. But really this, this policy really only applies to if you're paying as a person to be transported, doesn't it? That's, that's correct. Yeah. 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 Um, so if we're talking about the sign, um, is, is the sign the Appendix A, which is part of the bylaw? Am I correct in that? That is correct. So then we were going to have something on the, on the sign also that said um, the, um, I think the wording that Ruth had there was, it is an offense under this bylaw her, her, to harass any person who wears or does not wear a face covering. And that would be added to Schedule A. Am I correct that that will be included in the bylaw added to Schedule A? When, uh, My apologies. Um, Ms. Hume is just finalizing and sending me an updated version that I will insert into Schedule A. We're just trying to uh, basically get the last little changes in. And then we'll show a final version of the um, of bylaw and then council can vote at that point. I wouldn't also mind an explanation of what, what the process is after we've, we kind of tentatively agree we're going to have first motion, are we going to have first reading, second and third, or just first or whatever? What is your recommendation, Mr. Parker? So what will happen is we'll have first and second for sure. Um, then council will have the option to move to third. Um, and then at that point, if you see unanimous consent, then uh, uh, we can go to third reading tonight. And then as soon as the bylaw is signed, then it's, it comes into effect. Thank you for the clarification. And if for some reason it's not United Ups consent, then it will come to the next council meeting uh, for third reading. This is the next one being the 23rd of November, or it would be unfinished business. That's correct. So uh, when it comes to um, moving to third, it'd be very handy if everyone just keep their hands up for a few moments. So we could just double check to make sure we have unanimous consent. Were there any other revised sections that council wanted to view prior to the uh, updated Schedule A? Here is, oh, that's just a typographical error. There's the revised 8A, Councillor Needham, does that reflect your intent? I think that would catch it. Thank you. Uh, um, Ruth, can you just add which includes the town of Peace River? Map by Government of Alberta, which includes the town of Peace River? 
I can, the which is in the subparagraph. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, that's fine. I had words over it. Yeah. One moment, I just received the image. I will post it short. There's an active mic somewhere. Where is an active mic? It's like somebody's cutting their lawn. I think you need a period after the does not wear a face covering. Okay, that, we, we that revision that. is coming. Yeah, yeah, we can get that, not a big deal. So, um, because that's a uh, minor type uh, revision, we can actually do uh, first, second reading of council wishes, um, knowing that that one period is coming in. So if we end up not going to third reading tonight, that just delays by one week? It delays it till next week. You're muted, Tom. You know, you could, we could still go to, you could still, uh, do a, we can still do a unanimous consent to go to third reading and you can make you can make the uh, uh, you can make it a recorded vote on the third reading if you want to uh, if rather than delay it one more week to uh, voice an objection. Well it's not it's not really that I just like the opportunity to uh, see where the public is on all these changes we made tonight. Okay, fair enough. Okay, uh, who wants to make a uh, motion for first reading? Uh, Ms. Uh, Ms. Manzer, all in favor? Uh, passed first reading. 
Who wants to go, make a motion for second reading? Uh, Mr. Good, all in favor? Okay, who wants to make a motion to, to enable us to go to third reading? To allow us to go to third reading? Mr. Needham, all in favor? Okay, we don't have unanimous uh, consent, so we will hold third reading uh, next week on November 23. And uh, I think that uh, brings this, this, this special meeting to a close. And I'll just take a motion to adjourn the meeting. Mr. Good, all in favor? Okay, uh, meeting adjourned, thanks.